This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Kyle and I, uh, we want to go over some of our views and stuff about... uh, kind of farming, ranching, and and IBC itself. And we want to try to help you guys determine if we're a good fit to work with for you personally. Yeah, it's, it's important to find an IBC practitioner that you mesh with well because everybody's a little different. Everybody does a little, things a little different, and we all believe. Some people are spreadsheet warriors. Yeah, and we're, <laughs> we're definitely not. Yeah. We're definitely not the spreadsheet warrior type because – that's not what IBC is about in the first place. So, yeah, I think it is so easy. And I know we've talked about this on other podcasts, but um, with IBC, it is, it just seems to be the common occurrence that everybody gets stuck on the policy. Yes. And not the concept itself. And one reason is because, you know, in becoming your own banker, when you read that book, you look at those policies and the dividend rate back then, the policy products. I mean, it was pretty insane. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we had dividend rates in the 8% range, I believe, when uh, Nelson wrote that book. Um, life insurance was just, um, it was based on age 100, not age 121. So you had cash accumulation coming more rapidly in the beginning of those policies. Um, and I mean, yeah, those things look fantastic. The one where Nelson is showing... Uh, the kids um, and paying $2,000 in for 20-ish years, I believe, and the amount of income taken out is, I think it's like a quarter million or it, something, if crazy. I remember. Yeah. And the basis in the, the policy is like $44,000, <laughs> and it's just insane. And I mean, yeah, that would be cool, but that that's just not where any of the world is today. No, things. I mean, things have completely changed with interest rates and everything else that's going on. But I guess... To really get back on point, the, the whole thing is if, if you're so focused on the policy that you can't see what the concept is, I don't think that we're helping you guys out very much. Yeah. I'm not saying that the policy isn't good or anything. I mean, it's going to do good. It's going to accumulate at a very respectable rate. Um, but don't get lost in the policy and lose sight of what the infinite banking concept actually is. Well, and the biggest problem in getting lost in the policy or trying to do the spreadsheets or shopping for the absolute, you know, most cash value is that's all a projection and things can change. Companies who are, you know, leading the pack in cash accumulation, that will change over time. And it's changed in the past. So it's good to just stick with, you know, somebody who knows what they're doing and they're going to use a practitioner. Comp- yeah, a good practitioner who knows what they're doing. They're going to put you with a, you know, a well-respected company and then design that policy towards your needs to where it won't really matter, you know, which company you go with. Sure. Certain companies cert are fit uh different people, you know, better in some places. But that just focusing on that itself is losing sight of the big picture. Exactly. And we're not saying don't ever question your practitioner. I mean, if you need to see a proposal from another company, 
that's fine. I mean, like ourselves, we're contracted with more than just one company. Yeah. Um, but you have to realize at some point in time, I mean, you're just, you're, you're running down something, trying to figure out something that the future hasn't decided yet. Yeah. I mean, who, <laughs> yeah, we want to say that, oh yeah, interest rates have to come up at some time, but I mean, who really knows? I mean, look at the craziness of the last year and a half. Who could predict that? And who knows where all this is going to lead? And I, I think that leads into the next thing where Kyle and I, you know, believe you do not have to only use your life insurance policy to perform your, your banking needs. Number one, um, for Kyle and myself, our policies aren't big enough to perform all the banking needs we have. Mm-hmm. And number two, we have access through, for ourselves, farm credit to very convenient um very convenient uh, credit lines that have a very low interest rate. Have a very low interest rate, lower than the life insurance company. I mean, last year it was put as right around two point seven five percent after the dividend. I mean, so yeah, I mean that's we we believe that these opportunities will not always exist. Take advantage of them while you can. Yes, and we also do believe, like with Nelson's <clears throat> vision of how fractional reserve banking is evil how this banking system is evil. Yeah, we believe that. We get that. But what what can we do about it if we're broke? What can we do about it if we're not growing our assets? And if we, we need to accumulate more capital and we're doing that the best way we can by by funding our policies. Yes. We just you know, we need access to more than what we can get through our policies right now. I mean, sure, that's a long-term goal for both of us is to, you know, not need the bank. I mean, yes, that's a huge goal. It's just impossible right now. And you, I don't think it's worth giving the opportunity to grow and increase your income to not use the banking system. Exactly. That, that brings that all together. Like, are you, are you willing to sacrifice, you know, what you could grow in one year and spread that out over 10 years because you weren't willing to use or borrow money from a bank? And some IBC practitioners are hardcore on that. Oh, don't use the bank at all. Are you not very familiar with farming, though? I mean, extremely capital intensive. There is no way that you can start out at a large scale and not use the bank that I've seen unless you have, you know, money from family or whatever. So if you're trying to do production agriculture, you're going to need some capital. It's going to take a while to accumulate all that capital to suit your own needs. I mean, it could be, I mean, this is different for everybody, but I mean, it could definitely be 20 years you know, of accumulating capital before you even have enough for your own banking system to handle everything. Yeah. And Nelson does talk about it being right around 20 years, you know, even for farming, it could be longer than that. You may never see that point in your lifetime. Especially if you keep growing too. Yeah, exactly. If you stay at the same, same size, well, that's a different matter. You know, eventually I think you could probably even before 20 years get to that point. But if you're, if you are the the type of business that's constantly growing and on a growth trajectory, that's not going to be easy to do. No, no. So, I mean, yeah. Under- but, uh, you know, I, I often have this thought too, you know, um, some people will say, well, why, why am I even going to get started if I can't get there? You know, it's like, well, if you don't ever start, you never will get there. Yes. You know, we, we're just, we're, we're hypothesizing or, or whatever you want to call it that you're probably going to take 
longer, it's going to take longer than you want it to to get to that point. But if you never start, you never will get there. And you may not get there in your own lifetime, but what about your future generations? I mean, hopefully you're building this for somebody and you know, you can you can not only benefit from this plan yourself, but then help them benefit after your passing. Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't have got so passionate about this if it couldn't have helped us. And, you know, starting out young. I mean Yeah, that's something I I know that you especially have had a client um that was really worried about the fact of well, man, this just seems like I'm benefiting the next generation. And they were failing to see how access to all that cash value is huge. Yeah, I mean, it's extremely huge. And like we've said over so many podcasts, if you weren't going to make money off this, we would not be doing this. I mean, if it did not benefit you, and if and it doesn't benefit every single person you know, exactly the same. And some people, it may not even make sense to do. And so we're, if it doesn't make sense for you to do, we're definitely not going to, we're going to tell you that. I mean, it's not, we don't want to see anybody fail. So, but there's, there's a benefit to this. It adds tailwind to what you're doing. If you have your money sitting here growing, guaranteed access, death benefit protection, it's going to give you a tailwind that, you know, a savings account can't do. Can't offer. Yeah. And I know it's hard for a lot of people to see in the first couple of years of a policy. Um, but obviously you have to go through those before you get to years 20 and 30 and 40 of these things when it's like, wow, why didn't I do more yeah. of this? But I guess everybody has to take it in the biggest bites that they can, you know? Sure. Um, well, another reason we started this is this business is because one thing that we have seen being farmers and ranchers ourselves um, is the farmers are the ones who are getting farmed by big industry and banks. And controlling capital, we believe, is really the only way out of that. So you don't have to get suckered into those corporate programs or the bank telling you what to do with your operation. It's like So you need to find a way to start controlling a substantial amount of capital. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, look who is the first one you know, farming hasn't even ended here in 2021. We haven't even harvested a crop. And very, very soon, before harvest comes, they're going to be asking us for money for next year's seed ready. Yeah. Zero risk. That's what Kyle is talking <laughs> about. The farmers getting farmed. Everybody is getting paid before the farmers are pay- paying themselves. Yeah. And that we're told the, that we need to use all these nutrients. We need to do all this. We need to use all these chemicals, all these pesticides and stuff like that. And what's it do? It lines... It lines the manufacturer's pockets. Well, and what are we doing with almost all those products? We're killing things. Yes, we're killing. I don't know about you, but when I'm out farming, I am I am happy when I'm out there planting stuff. I'm growing things. Um, when I'm out there spraying and killing things, it just puts me in a bad mood. And I wish that I could change that, but I think it's just a psychological thing, you know? One way you're promoting growth. Um, life. Life. The other way, you're taking it away. You're killing it. Yeah. And it's just, it's not a system that I want to be stuck in forever. No, definitely not. So, I guess another thing that we, we, we believe in individualism, too. I mean, we are here to help you with the policy as much as possible. But 
you know, I don't want to babysit you. Yeah, we're we're not your banker, you know. So we can help, you know, initially take some loans. We can take loans for you, whatever. But like, we can't be constantly spending time reinforcing of why you're doing this. Exactly. We can help you with the policy things, you know, with taking loans, changing beneficiaries, everything with your policy. If you want to change the funding amounts on it and stuff, that is not a big deal. The thing is, we like Kyle said, we don't want to be reinforcing something that you need to learn and start practicing. I, I think we even had a podcast about that pretty recently of why you need to practice the infinite banking concept because it reinforces this way of thinking. And remember, you're operating when you enter into the infinite banking concept world, you are in a different paradigm from 99.5% of everybody else probably. There's yeah. not a lot of people that think this way. No. And so, yeah, I mean, it's also <clears throat> kind of like if you start doing some rotational grazing, you plant some cover crops, everybody's looking at you kind of weird, like, why the heck are you doing that? Is there something off with you, you know? Kind of same type of deal. I mean, you're just going to have to grow some thicker skin, and, you know, you need to do the re- – this is why you need to do the research yourself, is to reinforce that so that when somebody says, oh, this is so stupid or whatever, that you know – you know what you're doing. Yeah, you came to the conclusion on your own. We weren't here to convince you. And and that's why, you know, Kyle and I were willing to do 15-minute uh, calls with people to answer any questions they have. But you have to read Becoming Your Own Banker, Building Your Warehouse of Wealth, Farming Without the Bank, one of those books, before we're going to get serious with you. Well, yeah, because, I mean, that also... Um it takes out all the time wasters for us. Cause I mean, that's, that's huge in this industry. It's not like we're just trying to force people to like, you know, push the book off on them, you know, do this all your own. It's like, there's a lot of people out there who just shop and we don't have time to be dealing with all these shoppers and stuff or people who aren't serious. And they just want you to teach them the whole concept. They don't want to put any skin in the game. Well, yeah, I, and it would take me longer to try and teach the infinite banking concept over a phone call or a zoom call than it would for you to just read what Nelson wrote yeah. about in and becoming your own banker. I mean, it, it's probably what two and a half hour, three hour read. Yeah, I mean, I would con- not consider myself a fast reader, and maybe four hours, you know, to get through that whole book. I'd say it'd take over six for us to talk to somebody to tell them about the infinite banking concept. You know, to get it to where they could get it from yeah. becoming your own banker. And the thing that Nelson did in that book was he laid a foundation that wasn't around um, banking. He talked about different things, um, being an airplane pilot, being a forester, and he was able to relate all these things back to and point it to banking and whole life insurance and thinking long term and and stuff, things that people don't typically think about. Yeah. I mean, what what do people spend more time thinking about? My guess is uh, if it's what what are they going to have for dinner or... How much money should we be saving and how should we be saving it? It's going to be dinner yeah, for <laughs> almost the entire population, you know? But a lot of those people aren't, aren't our clients then either. That's true. That's very true. And we don't want those people as clients. We don't. We want people that are actively involved in thinking about how they can find their own individual freedom, their own individual financial peace, you know, independence. Um. Yeah, we, we want to work with people that we can actually help and that want to be helped. And yeah. Yeah. It's 
It's, I guess it boils down to a mindset of, you know, wanting to build something for yourself and have that freedom. And an infinite banking is a terrific way to do that. Yeah, it's a long-term strategy. It, it doesn't have, you know, the great satisfaction of getting lucky and, you know, putting money in the stock market and doubling your money in a year. Mm-hmm. Um, that definitely isn't going to happen No, with the life insurance policy. At least not for you. If you'd pass away, I guess your beneficiaries would come out pretty good. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it isn't going to work like that for you. No. So, and I think that's that's a reason why some people shy away from IBC, actually, is because it isn't flashy enough for them. Yeah. And it, if you look on YouTube, you know, there's people that make it pretty flashy. And there's a sense of, you know, what's the what's the word? Um. Yeah, I don't know what the right word is, but it, it just seems like you're being fooled. Um, yeah, to some extent. Yep. They, yeah. They're they're trying to make it out to be more than what it actually is. Yeah, something that it's it's not. And yeah, and also kind of the end all be all, which we've talked about in other podcasts. How you know it's not the end all be all. It's just it's just another tool in the toolbox to help you along the way. And we don't know we don't know of a tool that can do what it can do for you. Yeah, if there was. If I could accomplish what I'm accomplishing with my IBC policies without, you know, owning life insurance, I would. But I I don't know how to do that right now. There's nothing wrong with having some life insurance. I mean, you know, you think you live out to your life expectancy. I mean, think of that death benefit that you're going to have, you know. It's going to be many times what you've put into the policy. Many, many, many times. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, remember... You have to put, if you put in pennies, you're going to get pennies out. Yeah. If you put dollars in, you're going to get dollars out. Okay. You have to remember the more you put into this plan, the more you're going to get out of it. Mm -hmm. Don't be shy about capitalizing a policy. Don't be shy because we designed those to where if you can't make that full premium, it's not the end of the world and you can keep going. That, that is so huge. So... Yeah, I don't know. I think that kind of for me wraps up what all I had to say about this. I think so too. And and guys, this is this has really been a podcast to just try and help you see like who we are, what we believe, how we think, and if you're like the right type of client for us. Because we don't want to waste your time in, in your search for the right IBC practitioner, and we don't want our time wasted either for exactly. our clients as well. So yeah. Um. I know it doesn't seem like a lot of work putting together illustrations and stuff for people, but all the conversations and everything that we have to try and get those things right, that does take a lot of time and, and thinking um, and brainstorming between the two well, of and us. The, you know, doing the hour meeting or whatever, and then the follow-up calls and stuff like that. I mean, that's, that's a lot of time. Yes. So. Yeah, it is. And for and, you too. Yeah, I mean, you should not only be cognizant of our time, but your time. I mean, that's that's huge. Use yeah. your time wisely. So, yep, yep. That's all I got. So, um, hopefully, you guys tune in next week, and uh, we'll be back with a new topic. This was the Cash Value Solutions podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. and don't forget to tune in next week.